podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Glasgow's Green Podcast, aka GigPod. This is episode 34 and it's not going to be a cheery one, I'm afraid. I'm Stevie, I'm joined by Rizzo, so as you can already tell, it's going to be even more miserable. But there's not <laughs> going to be any smart-ass openings or witty remarks in this one. It's not really the time for it. Dundee United nils, Celtic nil. A dismal display yet again by Celtic. It's led to Rangers now officially being crowned champions. I guess the only positive we can take from it, John, is the fact that something we've talked about is a season been never-ending. This entire pursuit of a championship has been dragged out so long since, like, really the 2-0 defeat in the middle of October. It's now over. I guess we can look forward. We don't need to have the anxiety of them running it at Celtic Park. I know that comes across defeatist, and, but then Celtic have been defeatist all season, so it's rubbing off on us. What's your thoughts in the immediate aftermath of that one, John? Well, it's the fitting way to gear up the title this season, give up the ghost like Celtic have done the entire campaign. Well, miss a load of chances, and then fought the game completely in the second half, and does United looked as likely as us to win the game. So no, I mean, it's a fitting way to gear up this 10 in a row that we were all desperate for and it just says it all that it's a 7 for March and that's the league finished that just sums this dreadful Celtic campaign up yeah and also as well listeners if you can hear any fireworks don't blame gig pod there's nothing we can do to control that blame Celtic they've caused it I'm sure there's a lot of places in Glasgow John you obviously said yesterday your bit was murder with Rangers fans how is it today? no it's bad but uh I need to go shopping soon, so no doubt I'll hear the, hear the, the fireworks going on and they'll probably be mob-handed again when we play them in two weeks. What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to get some bleach to drink? Hide under the table, put my hands in my ears, put uh, my uh, big earphones in. No, but I mean, you can't really blame them for getting it big lots because I, I would hope that if we won the league season, we'd be doing the same and if somehow we can win the, the title back next year, we'll get it right back. So we'll just need to take our, take our medicine there, unfortunately. It's just a really painful one. It was just the way we meekly surrendered at 60 minutes. And before I get into talking about the game, how did you feel about the lineup? Did you have any faults? Was there anything in there that made you go, oh, that's decent? Well, I was happy that Forrest was on the bench because we missed him badly this season. But then Scott Brown started. And no disrespect at all to Scott Brown, who's one of Celtic's best players over the last 30 years. But... What's the point in Scott Brown starting games these days? I mean, he shouldn't be at Celtic next season. We shouldn't be giving him a contract if we're looking to the future, which I would hope we are. Scott Brown shouldn't be playing for Celtic. And I wouldn't play him when we play Rangers in two weeks, but I wouldn't show him if we did. But no, I mean, I thought we played no bad in the first half. I mean, Eddie's season's been weird. He's scored like 20 goals, but he's missed so many chances. He could have had like double that amount this season. Christie was frustrating as usual. I thought Welsh played well. I thought Tumble was good. Taking him off was a mistake. But no, I mean, it was just the same old, same old. And I just kind of wait for the season to be over. But then we've got another six league games. We've still got the Scottish Cup. So it's still a while to go yet. Suddenly the Scottish Cup being re-announced doesn't seem like a great idea. Especially we're not going to be the favourites for that. But it's one-off games and 
who knows, the pressure could be off. Maybe we could still retain that. We'll have to wait and see. But talking about, you know, before the ball was kicked, it was a 4 2 3 1 we set ourselves up as. I saw El Yunusi there. He was going to be playing wide. I've been screaming for him to be doing it. But the majority of the game, he wasn't actually sticking out wide. He was cutting inside an awful lot. Like you say, John, Scott Brown as well, being included in the starting lineup. He was one of our main problems uh, back in August when we scraped a win against Dundee United. I yet he scored the last minute. Brown was appalling that game. He was terrible and he lasted the entire 90. You know, he didn't last the entire 90 here, but he just slowed everything down. David Humble was our only creative spark in that game. Everything was going through him. All the chances we created were down to David Humble. Dundee United couldn't cope with him and you just felt the longer the game went on, Dundee United would have tired in the last half hour. David Tumble would have really been able to take the game with a scruff of the neck. And it just felt as if we could have probably nicked one if we kept him on. But <laughs> amazingly enough, he was taking off. Tom Rogic offered absolutely nothing. Tom Rogic is done. He's a player that should have left back in the summer. I know there was all this celebration and all the memes about Tom Rogic. You know what I mean? Never been away. And it was just going to be like a new signing. That stupid fucking cliche. Not getting rid of him has proven to be a mistake. He's only had a few decent games for us. And he's one of the players, John, that I'm hoping we're not seeing next season. I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. I know he's been a good player for us in the whole. But Celtic really should be using these games to be playing players that are going to be with us next season. No guys like Rogic, no guys like Brown. I would hope that's the plan, but then you never know what Celtic. And I doubt it will be the plan, especially if the Scottish Cup does restart. I mean, I'd still want us to win the Scottish Cup. Like, just to stop Rangers getting a double. Still don't think, even if we did somehow win it, that John Kennedy should be the manager, but we're going to that. I don't know, man. The way we've just... Well, I've said it before in this podcast, but the way we've just gave up the ghost this season is really pitiful. I mean, I said all along it would be hard to win 10 in a row, but it's really so pathetic that it's over on the 7th of March. I mean, we should at least make Rangers fight for it. Even, like, make them have to defeat us or get a draw against us in the next league game. We couldn't even do that. No, it's uh, not very good. And I really hope that Celtic's powers that be, those great guys, are uh, watching and listening to what's happening or the Rangers celebrations. I hope it really kickstarts them into doing something, but it takes Celtic that long to do anything that it probably will only. They'll think, oh, Celtic will just... I'll be returned next year, but... No, it's crap. <laughs> of course, they know what's happening. Of course, that Celtic have their ears and eyes on what the fans are saying. I mean, they already got the fans in, didn't they? On Friday for the press conference, which was a positive sign. But we heard everything about John Kennedy speaking well. John Kennedy's a disciple of the game. Oh, he talked magnificently. Might be the case, but what's that really achieved today? All that talking has resulted in nothing. It's like during the week, there was already talking with the players... You had El Yunusi saying we want to win every game to the end of the season. You had all the stylish videos. They were zipping the ball about in training. They were looking fresh and everything. But you saw today, they were just lethargic after an hour. And I'm just bored and I'm just sick of it. It's, it's, you know, before the Rangers game as well, John, we're going to get it. Or maybe another fan press conference, John Kennedy, how he just talks so well about wanting to learn for the Dundee United and move on for the rest of the season. The players will spout the same old sound bites. We'll probably get a few videos of Edward looking brilliant. I'm just fed up. I'm just fed up, it, John. I mean, I saw Elianus's quotes the other day. Like, we hope to win every game between now and the end of the season. Like, great. Should I say that back in September when we still had something to play for? And no, I mean, I think it is a positive sign having the fans 
press conference just for like, the fans. I mean, I would hope Celtic do that more often, but John Kennedy can't be the manager next season. No disrespect to him. I'm, I probably has a decent coach, but Celtic need to think big this summer. We need to approach, if we're going to bring in a director of football and a coach, just get them appointed as soon as possible. I mean, I would hope that we've not got a game for two weeks. I would hope that Celtic do something, make some announcements about next season in the next two weeks, but then you never know because it's Celtic. John Kennedy can't have been the manager. He's just, I don't think he's inspiring at all. I think too many people see him as like the Celtic boards guy and the Celtic board just only popular. Too many people see him like a remnant for Neil Lennon era. I know he was there when Brendan Rodgers was there, but the Neil Lennon era is like more clearer on people's minds now. And I just... Can you see John Kennedy being the sort of guy that's going to help us win the league back? I'm sure he might be a decent coach, but I think if Celtic appointed him as manager permanently, it'd be a big mistake, and I doubt very much the season tickets would sell in any number at all next season if that happens. 27 shots in goal, 12 in target, 68% possession, over 500 passes, but no goals. And a lot of that was just down to the team not being clinical enough. They weren't composed. And they just panicked and they just started snatching at shots. You know, in the first 10, 15 minutes, they actually set up okay. John and they looked all right. And you're thinking, I know I'm seeing the usual people saying Kennedy ball and I'm sure that was a joke and everything because Dundee United are a pitiful team. They were awful. But I think the most telling part is we let them come right into it. And in the end, they were the team that looked more likely to get a goal. It was a dire game of football after a promising start from us. And you were saying, John, in your notes that you felt this is a game that Kennedy's prospects of getting the job must have faded after today. And I said before John Kennedy was, before that Aberdeen game, he couldn't be getting the managerial gig next season because we can't afford that gamble. Rangers are going to have a settled team. They're going to have that Champions League money. I can't see them selling or getting rid of anyone. They don't need to. Whereas, look at us, we're going to be in the middle of a rebuild. Our best players are going to be going away. Don't even know who our big players are going to be for next season. We're going to probably have to persevere with players that have been labelled as flops this season as well. And they're going to be really up against it with the pressure. So we have to make sure we've got a manager in there to help these guys settle and to really bring out the best in them. Because make no mistake about it, I don't think this is just a one-off for Rangers either. Next season, they're going to be favourites, John, and rightly so. And we right. can't go into that whatsoever with John Kennedy as a manager. It's unthinkable. You say that, but with that look what happened uh, 11 years ago. Cast your mind back. When uh, Lenny was caretaker manager and he, he'd won, and well, won, okay, we beat Rangers in a dead rubber, but we'd won an important game, the Scottish Cup semi final against Ross County. I was there, I think you were there, and we get humiliated 2 0 at Hamden. And he still got the manager's job at the end of the season. I know it's, it's different now because Celtic won the six, as successful then as we had been now. I think there was maybe a groundswell of some fans to give Lenny the job, but. No, they can't repeat that. It wouldn't surprise me if we did because Celtic did daft things at times. But it'd just be so daft. Even if we beat Rangers twice, which I don't think we will, even if we win the Scottish Cup, which I would doubt that we will, John Kennedy can't get the job. And I think it would probably be for the best for him and all if he wasn't a part of the next guy's backroom staff, same with Gavin Stratton, just... Daniel Dean, uh, Mick McManus, I know they're like one of the younger players, so I mean, no qualms about keeping them on, but I mean, the present management team, they know just, they should leave when the new guy comes in. We, we, just need a fresh, we just need a fresh start, John, that's it, we need a clean slate, fresh start, 
I don't want any Celtic men attached whatsoever. I don't care if John Kennedy knows the city. I don't care if he knows what certain players like to eat at breakfast, how much he gets on with Lee Griffiths or Odson Edward. I, I, I actually, you know, I, listen to my voice. I'm actually so done with this. He's a Celtic man mentality. I've been tired with it for the last few years. Brendan Rodgers wasn't a Celtic man. Okay, I know that he quoted the Tommy Burns part and he gave it to Danny McGrain's part and everything, right? But that was different. Brendan Rodgers was an elite manager. He was a fucking world-class coach. And we just need that type of personality again. Dominic Mackay has got a huge job in his hands as soon as he's coming in. And he's not going to have a lot of time either, John, because these qualifiers are going to happen before he even knows it. <laughs> this isn't what anybody wants to hear, but I'd probably just write off the qualifiers because I don't think we've got a chance in hell I'm making the Champions League next season. That isn't good for us at all. I'll give Rangers a chance to make me a money. But I just, I'd be concentrating next year and winning the league back. I mean, first and foremost, we'll probably end up selling players anyway and make up for the money that we won't make in Europe. And I mean, I think a lot of players will probably want to leave anyway. Look, it's the end of a cycle. So you're right about the poor old Dominic McKay. I don't envy the job that he's got. You've got to think that Celtic will want to get control of the headlines back. Rangers, I mean, justifiably it's going to be all about them for the next wee while, but if Celtic actually did something smart and appointed like a high-profile director of football slash manager in the next few weeks, like it would get us back in the headlines and at least get some plans in place for next season, because they know there's like no, we don't know what's going to happen next season, there's no, they've no announced anything, and they really should have announced something by now. Lennon left a few weeks ago, I would have been hoping that the director of football, if that's what we're doing at least, would have been avoided by now, but nada. Diverting attention and getting PR is not what we want to see. We want to see a successful football team. But the next two weeks is going to just be constantly all about them. And we have also got two, because they're going to be in the Europa League as well. They've got two big games against Slavia Prague. We won't be playing after their dismal performances. Thanks, Lenny. So what do we do in the next two weeks? Is it going to be an aggressive PR campaign just to be talking about us? Or are we going to be so low-key and just focus on everything to make sure that we at least give Rangers a hiding and salvage some sort of pride for the rest of the season? I just don't know where we're going to go. Well, I think we'll be doing a lot of tweets about players' birthdays anyways for a start. It's Chris Sutton's on Wednesday. But, uh, I I mean, I know like PR isn't a big thing, but it is an important thing, especially in Glasgow. We've talked about it before, but Rogers was appointed, I think, maybe the day before Rangers played Hibs in the Scottish Cup final like 2016, that season ended in a right dampener for us, but when they announced that Rogers was going to be the manager, then like everybody was up for it again, and like you knew that next season, the season after Celtic were going to be storming, and we did, even though we could be off Lincoln Redams. I mean, it would just, it would give the fans some hope if like they announced who was coming in in the next few weeks. I mean, I don't think MD's looking forward to this game against Rangers in two weeks, and I can't blame them. I don't think Emily's looking forward to the Scottish Cup coming back, and I can't blame them. But if they at least just appointed or announced who was coming in next season, that would set the ball rolling for for the comeback, so to speak. But I really don't think they can spend this next two weeks just saying nothing and announcing players' birthdays on Twitter. And then the Friday before the game, Kennedy and a Celtic player come out and say, oh, we're going to make it up to the fans. Kennedy, that need to do something big in this next two weeks' day get the spotlight back in Celtic and I really hope we do but 
he never tell with Celtic. No, I agree with you as well. And if Dominic McKay was in a position where he could start the replacement process to now, would be in a better position. But <laughs> he can't. He's still with Scottish rugby. And I just fear that our next appointment is going to have to be after the season. And we still don't get a clue because it's all down to him. And that's what worries me. I think we'll have somebody in place before the end of the season. That's like 10 weeks away or something. There's no way, surely, that Celtic won't have a manager slash director of football whatever in place for next season in the next 10 weeks. Surely we will. I mean, we'll know that. I was going to say we'll know that. Ridiculous. But then Neil Lennon was a manager until a few weeks ago. So, well. But no, I I definitely think there'll be an announcement at least before then. There's going to be. I mean, there's going to be an incentive for fans to buy season tickets. Yeah, I would have thought, you know, the, the real defining moment for that would have been when Neil Lennon was hunted. But the fact that John Kennedy took over and there's been two truly underwhelming performances. Okay, I know we beat Aberdeen, but that second half was just gutless. And today, I can believe it was seen 60 minutes onwards. It was like, we looked exhausted. We looked knackered. We can't be having that. I mean, look at the Brendan Rodgers teams, John. I don't want to keep the divisionism up because I had a moan with Brendan Rodgers a good few times. But one thing I never said was the Brendan Rodgers teams were never unfit. They were going to the 90th minute. They were going week in, week out. And they never looked sluggish or lethargic at any point, you know. They looked as if they were really, really, really fit and they were well-conditioned. And this Celtic team, John, half of them just need another pre-season. Because about an hour in, they just looked done. And it was telling that they were just snatching at chances and just hoping digs from anywhere would just go in. I mean, Ryan, it was a bit with Ryan Christie in the second half. Well, I think he was on his favoured side where he turned that defender or he got a bit lucky anyway. And he just had to put it to that Seagrist's sort of right-hand side and off the post. Or it was like a carbon copy of his goal against St Mirren. It was just so. It was just such a lazy effort. And if you're not, if you're a player that's on form or you're fully fit, you're taking an extra touch and you're having the composure and you're able to be clinical with that chance. Christie didn't have it today, and I'm not singling him out, John, because there was so many of them today, just off it. Guys like Edward, we know he's a brilliant player, but. It sadly looks as if he's going to be on the way out as well. And See, after that performance today, I think a lot of them, John, just looked as if they've mentally chucked it now. And I don't actually think after the Rangers game, the split, you're going to see this big storming for pride. I think you're going to see a team that unfortunately have just like packed it in and, and it could be a real slog until the end of the season. As you said, I've got pride to play for, but I think unfortunately they know we're just not that good a team. As you say, the players seem knackered. I think mentally this season has just been a bridge too far for them as well. It shouldn't have been. They should have known what it was all about. But I think it's just been too much for them. I, I, I hark it back to the point. I did say I thought winning the league would be much harder than I think a lot of people thought it would be. But I didn't think we would just chuck it down the lab here that we, the, way we, the way we have this season. I mean, I at least thought we'd put up a fight. But we have not. I mean, I'll say it before, I'll say that again. When we stopped the first Rangers winning 10 in a row, they took it to the last day of the season, and we've we've done nothing like that. And I don't know if that's like, I don't know, if the, if the team just thought we'd skate to the title, but with the experience, not the trophies that we've won, they should have been able to stop the malaise, but they haven't, and it's still going on. So that's another thing for the new manager to sort of get the team's mentality back to normal. But we'll just need to wait and see what happens. But I would hope that in the next two weeks, as I said, that Celtic start to make some announcements about the future and 
we can start to look forward to the future and there will only be easy next season at all. But at least like let the fans have hope that we're making moves to bring the title back to Park Eden and then when we win the league back we can have COVID spikes over Glasgow. Here's a question as well, John. We're 20 points behind now. Do you think that figure is going to increase or do you think we can bring that down a wee bit? I mean, that's got to, sadly, our objective now is, as well as the Scottish Cup, of course, in the league. It can only be targeting beating Rangers and ending. We are the best placed team to end that unbeaten record they've got. So that has to, unfortunately, be our target. That's all we've got. But not only that, we have to get that 20 points right down. We can't be having that. It's it's an emba- it's just embarrassing looking at that table. We're on six eight at the moment. We're on eight eight. If that gets any, you know, if that gets any bigger, that's mortifying for us. It may go down to like seventeen or eighteen points, but I can't see it. Like, I can't see drastically reducing it to like twelve or something. I mean, I just don't think we'll beat them twice. I'd be stunned if that happened. If we get six points for the two games, in fact, I'd probably be stunned if we managed to beat them at Parkhead in two weeks. So no, I mean. Can you see it can do by that much? I mean, I hope it doesn't increase. That would really would be dire stuff. But no, maybe two or three points here or there. But they'll want to end the season unbeaten. And uh, we should be desperately trying to beat that. But the players have practically failed every other challenge of it this season. So I've no confidence that they'll be able to do that one either. Would you want on a lighter note? In three days' time, it's going to be your birthday. And the day after we play the Angels, that'll be my birthday. Now, I'm going to make sure I enjoy Saturday, the 20th of March. Very, very much. Certainly more than I'm probably going to enjoy the 21st of March anyway. What are your plans for your birthday during lockdown? Are you going to break the rules? What's your big reveal going to be? I'll break the rules. I'll go with fireworks and stuff. Like, just congregate with loads of people. And then the day after, the government can see they're slightly disappointed. <laughs> Political satire there, ladies and gentlemen. But... Uh... I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, to tell you the truth. That What a great way to celebrate your birthday. Say, like, tossing the league down the toilet. You know as well, John, it's a year to the day since we last played when we were decent. We beat St Mirren 5 now, and then a few days later, that's when Scottish football was called. It was called up until the end of May when we won nine in a row over Zoom. Thank you, Hamden. <laughs> but aye, it's mad into a year to the day when we beat St Mirren 5 now. We were playing right good football, things looked great under Lennon. Fast forward a year later, you know, look at the mess we're in. If somebody was to tell you a year ago, enjoy this moment because in a year's time, what would you be? You would have been going, ah, right, very good mate, Carstairs is just there that way. I wouldn't have expected a lockdown to last a year and I wouldn't have expected Celtic to be so absolutely crap. <laughs> I mean, the game, of course, before the lockdown, we were going to Ibrox to get revenge. It was meant to be Rangers were ropey as hell back then. Like, I think Gerard was maybe on the verge of getting sacked. We could have went there. I think we were all expecting us to give them a gubbin and well, we, that would have been to win nine in a row, but of course it didn't happen. And Selick have been on a downward spiral ever since. And even winning the Scottish Cup, the way we won that was weird. Having to beat Hearts and penalties, I Terrible Hearts team and who could have beat his neighbor other way somehow threw away a two-goal lead. God, when you look back at this season, it's just weird. It's no finished yet. Get put to me last night that Celtic pushing for the league to be called instead of the games to be played so we won it on the pitch might have had a factor in a lot of the mentality shift this season. What do you feel about that? Do you think that's a load of nonsense or do you think there's some truth in that? I think for the most part it's not really true 
But I don't think the the break helped Celtic because we were in such a good run of form. Apart from against Copenhagen, but we were in a good run of form, and then all of a sudden it came like a halt, and that was it. New football for five months, and I think it must have just affected them a lot more than any. Well, I mean, it probably affected teams like Aberdeen and all, but they're just naturally no very good. We are supposedly the best team in Scotland. We've got we're supposed to have the best players in Scotland, but we've not showed that, and I don't think it helped a lot of the players. I don't think it helped. I mean, Scott Brown for one. I think that break just cemented him as a top class player. He was on his way out anyway, but that just didn't help at all. So I don't know, but we we really should have been able to cope with that, but we couldn't. As a result, there's fireworks going off all the streets, and it's not because there's a new gig body episode. Strange, isn't it, John? We came back in November because we thought, yep, this is a ten in a row season, and we're locked down. We're not really doing much of our time. We'll bring gig pod back. See how it is to the end of the season, and uh, <laughs> it's just been an utter disaster. A lot of people can point fingers and say it's our fault. That might be true. Who knows? Or negativity might influence Celtic. And I guess we're going to have to get in a, a psychologist <laughs> to dissect this season and dissect the players and get the real thoughts on it. But it's mad. Despite everything, it's still been great to do a gig pod and that. But my God, um, the timing of it has just been a, an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, it's not been it's not been great to say the least, but. I mean, we will be back. We'll just need to take our medicine, but we will be back. Who knows? We'll maybe win the Scottish Cup if we win every game in every game in the penalties or something. It's all right. We'll win the Scottish Cup and John Kennedy will get appointed permanent manager. That'll get a great <laughs> laugh. Uh, he'll, he'll get appointed. Well, whoever's in charge will announce it an hour after the game. <laughs> win the Cup. I mean, we've done that before. But uh, no, it's not been great. I mean, I know we've all been waiting for it to be confirmed that We've lost the league, but has it made it any easier? I mean, it doesn't matter if we've had all this success in the past. If it was about the here and now, and unfortunately here and now, we're no champions anymore. And I just hope that the people at Celtic are so annoyed with the enthusiastic celebrations of Glasgow that we uh, resolve to put that right. And then next year, we can get loudy, as they say, when we win the league back. But... Just need to wait and see what happens. Yep, so before we go as well, John, just want to make sure when you're going shopping to avoid George Square at all costs today. I'm <laughs> sure you're not going that way, but just confirm that with me anyway. Yes, I'll not be getting in the town. I'll be uh, keep my low profile. I'll just be face down, head down, crying. When, no, when MD asks me what's the matter, I'll say it's a secret. Just let Lenny say they can't tell us why we've been crap this season. <laughs> then your house can burn down and you can say, oh well, it's not been a disaster. That'll just top it off. I know, it's, it's fine. Point proven is all my bowling's got in flames. Thank you, brother. Right. <laughs> this is GigPod34, as you can tell. I mean, that's mad that this is the only laugh we've got. As always, we're everywhere where you get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict, the lot. Please just subscribe to us on there. Rating reviews. We're still getting some ratings coming through. New ones as well, and it's great to see. Keep it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and thanks for your perseverance through this bizarrely terrible season that none of us really saw coming. I'll let John sign off, but from me, thanks for listening again, and hail, hail. Yep. As Stevie says, uh, leave us five-star reviews, and tell us how great we are. Yep, it's not been great this week, to say the least, but Celtic will come again. And hopefully soon we'll be doing an emergency podcast special when Celtic announce the new guys for next season. As usual, thanks for listening everybody. Hail hail and we'll speak to you soon.
Social Podcast Network.